He inspired Forrest Gump to run, assembled Marvel's Avengers, and was the fuel that powered Doc Brown's DeLorean. That's right. This time, we'll be listening to the great Alan Silvestri on Frame Tracks. Anthony Silvestri was born in 1950 in New York. By 1966, he was the drummer in a band called The Herd in New Jersey before starting his career in film composing. His first film was the 1972 movie titled The Doberman Gang about a group of criminals who trained Dobermans to rob banks for them. In 1978, Silvestri became the main composer for the hugely successful TV series Chips on NBC. He would go on to compose the music for 95 of the episodes. In the early 1980s, Silvestri had a meeting that would alter his career dramatically with up-and-coming filmmaker Robert Zemeckis. The two would become the greatest film pairing since Spielberg and Williams, as Silvestri would go on to score every single Zemeckis film to date. The first collaboration between the two was an action-adventure romance film starring Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. As you may know, I like to start off by playing the music from the score that first caught my attention of the composer. For Silvestri, that was no doubt the 1984 Romancing the Stone. Riding high on the success of films like Raiders of the Lost Ark, this outing tried, rather successfully, to tap into that genre. Not as epic as Raiders, Stone tells a contemporary story of a writer who is thrust into a search for a priceless jewel in an attempt to free her sister from kidnappers. Along the way, she meets Jack, played by Douglas, who has his own motives for finding the jewel. The film was a huge success, mainly due to the wonderful collaboration of director and composer. From Romancing the Stone, here is The Gorge.
hot on the success of Stone, the two quickly got to work on what could easily be called Zemeckis' greatest film, if not just his most popular. Under the producing talent of Steven Spielberg, Zemeckis would direct a tale about a time-traveling teen and an older scientist who tried to right some wrongs from the past. The film not only would be a successful blockbuster, but would also become one of the most iconic films of all time. Back to the Future would introduce the world to Marty McFly, Doc Brown, Biff, and a time machine made out of a DeLorean? The action comedy would also inspire Sylvester to compose one of his greatest scores. The music of the Back to the Future series is as iconic and powerful as scores from Star Wars, James Bond, and Batman. To prove it, here is the theme to Back to the Future. We'll get back to more Sylvestri Zemeckis in a bit, but first, here's the episode's trivia question. To date, Sylvestri has won two Academy Awards, one for the song Believe from the Polar Express, and one for this film. What film brought Sylvestri his first Academy Award? I'll have the answer later in the show. By the late 1980s, Silvestri's career was on fire. He was composing score after score, sometimes four or even five in a year. In 1989, director James Cameron, who uses various composers, 
turned to Silvestri to score his action romance film about a group of deep sea oil drillers who come across something otherworldly at the bottom of the ocean. The Abyss was Cameron's most ambitious film to date, and many would say his most emotional. Silvestri was a fantastic choice, since he had a wonderful ability to balance action and emotion in the same score. First up, action. From James Cameron's The Abyss, this is Crashing Crane. In 1987, die-hard director John McTiernan needed someone to help him and Arnold Schwarzenegger get to the chopper in his action film Predator about a group of mercenaries in the jungle who are hunted for sport by an alien. He turned to the grittier action side of Silvestri, who turned in a smaller but still impactful score for the film. Here is Predator.
Okay, so Alan Silvestri was big in the 80s, but when did he retire? Well, turns out he didn't. In fact, he's still going strong. He's down to only one or two films a year instead of his usual five, but he's chosen quality over quantity. And in the last decade, he's kept busy assembling the Avengers for Marvel Studios. His Marvel work began with Captain America and continued with the Avengers and Avengers Infinity War. His work is as good as ever. Don't believe me? Fine. Here's the theme from the Avengers. In 1988, Silvestri and Zemeckis collaborated once again on a revolutionary film about a rabbit who is framed for murder and the private inspector hired to save him. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was groundbreaking for its mixture of live-action footage and animated characters like Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Bugs Bunny. The film was yet another blockbuster hit for the duo, and Silvestri really dug deep for a very unique score for the film that tapped into the feel of L.A. in the 1940s. From Who Framed Roger Rabbit, here is Eddie's theme.
In 1990, Silvestri did a western, the sequel to the hugely popular Young Guns, cleverly titled Young Guns 2. Had a much bigger budget, thus Silvestri was brought in to up the epic feel of the score. And up it he did. From Young Guns 2, this is Battle. Let's stick with the Western theme here and play you a piece from another Silvestri Western. Well, sort of. Also in 1990, Zemeckis wrapped up quite nicely his Back to the Future trilogy with a trip to the Old West, where Doc and Marty had to figure out a way to power the time machine in order to return it to 1985. Silvestri once again delivered a wonderful tapestry of themes that captured the adventure western feel, as well as played up the romantic side of the story. Here is the end credits from Back to the Future 3.
In 2014, Fox rebooted the famous 1970s science series Cosmos, this time with Neil deGrasse Tyson. With updated technology and outstanding special effects, the show took a new generation on a scientific journey of our universe. Silvestri was hired to score the show, which was very successful for Fox. From the reboot of Cosmos, here is the main theme. Earlier, I played the action piece from James Cameron's The Abyss, but teased the emotional side from that score as well. Well, now, here is the emotion. From The Abyss, this is Bud on the Ledge.
2018 was a banner year for Silvestri, who scored two huge movies. First, there was the rare opportunity to work with one of the greats, Mr. Steven Spielberg himself. Due to Spielberg's composer of choice, John Williams, being busy with Star Wars, Steven turned to the other 80s iconic composer, Silvestri, for his sci-fi virtual reality picture about a group of kids fighting to save the world from greedy Republicans. Wait, is this movie about the Parkland school kids and the NRA? I just picked up on that. Anyway, Silvestri was a wonderful choice since he was still in great form, as heard from this track from Ready Player One. Thank you. 
Silvestri's second score of 2018 marked his third time with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, having scored both Captain America and the Avengers. He skipped part two, but returned for the third Avengers film titled Infinity War, which finds the group, all of them, back together for the first time to defend the universe against the evil that is Thanos.
Now to the answer of our trivia question for this episode. I asked, for which movie did Sylvester win his first Oscar? The answer is yet another fantastic Zemeckis film. This time, they told the story of a man struggling with the trials of growing up in America in the 70s and 80s, all the while dealing with a learning disability. The movie won the hearts of audiences everywhere due to a brilliant performance by Tom Hanks and, of course, a wonderful score by Alan Silvestri. Here is The Sweet from Forrest Gump.
As you may know, I always like to end these shows by playing my favorite piece from the episode's composer, who this time is the great Alan Silvestri. The follow-up to Back to the Future was a darker, more twisted story about the problems that arise when the timeline is messed with by unwanted visitors. Silvestri darkened the score as well and thus turned in a really intense score, all the while keeping the fun of the original themes. This will take us to the end of our show. I hope you enjoyed the music and feel free to purchase these scores if you did. You can write me with comments at info at frametracks.com or just visit the website frametracks.com. That's frame, T-R-A-X.com. To take us out, here is the end titles from Back to the Future 2.
If you enjoyed listening to Frame Tracks, please log in and leave me a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to email me questions, requests, or comments to info at frametracks.com. That's F-R-A-M-E-T-R-A-X. And please support these great composers by purchasing their music. Until next time, this is Frame Tracks.